how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Shit, if I know. I'm going to count it. All right. Do you think you could get to the center of one <laughs> while standing in a line at E3? Absolutely. <laughs> Several. <laughs> are drawn the doors are closed the dust has settled and the sun is down on e3 2018 you're listening to just a bit goes to la (laughs) i'm your i'm your host ryan chumpy crash reynolds and this is your other more attractive host adrian birdazoid raccoon police department (laughs) townsend whoop Thank you for joining us. This episode is going to uh, center mostly on my E3 experience. That's right. Yeah. I want to hear all about it, man. Oh, man. During E3, uh, I mowed my lawn twice. <laughs> uh, stayed home a couple days with the kids. Yeah. Um, finished my restaurant career. Oh, nice. And got four days off and started a new job today. So that's what I got out of E3. Um, nobody cares about your trip to the coast. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an eventful week, man. I had an eventful week. I really did. I'm, I'm bushed. Changing jobs is, changing jobs is, uh, pretty it, eventful. It's a cumbersome activity. Yeah. It is. Especially even, even from someone like me who does it every so often, <laughs> <laughs> it never ceases to just wear me out. <laughs> I think one of these days, this will be an easy transition. And every time I'm like, oh, Fuck. I'm doing it again. again. <laughs> so maybe maybe I'll just stay at the the idea is to, you know, stay at this Stay job. where you are for a while. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. But I'm finally out of uh the service industry. That's awesome, man. No I know more, you've been trying to get out of there for a while. Yeah, so. No more late nights and yeah. big heavy work weeks or anything like that, you know. Yeah. A bit more regularity for fat big and the bird. <laughs> they need they need some regularity in their lives. They need some regularity. It's like uh, I'm putting a bunch of fiber into my career diet. Yeah. And uh, about to give my whole family a big dose of regularity. That's right. Yeah. That's that's good, man. I'm excited for you. Yeah. You're getting a new car, too, I hear. I'm getting a new car, too. You know what you need? What do I need? You need a Sonic Racing uh, air freshener for that brand new oh car. Oh my here. God. I love you guys. <laughs> like you and my wife and both of you guys knowledge of my love of Sonic. Oh really? Yeah. She... I got, I got Sonic the Hedgehog figurines for father's day. Oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog and Chippendale rescue Rangers. Well, I will tell you, I waited in the longest line of E3 to get that for you. Did you? Yeah. It, four hour late wait to get that, to get this air freshener to get that air freshener and play Sonic racing, man. No, I'm kidding. That was the shortest line of E3. I waited, oh, dude. I waited all of like two minutes to get that. Well, you know what? I don't love you any less. I respect you less, <laughs> but I, I don't appreciate the gift any less. I was going to let it go a little bit further, but no, uh, we, we went up there and, uh, actually I don't think I waited in line at all. They were actually trying to get people to play this damn game. <laughs> you know, what will draw them in 
air fresheners. Air fresheners. <laughs> That's a Sonic Team Sonic Racing. They uh, we were walking by. We were wanting to actually go to the, in line for the booth next to us, which had Valkyria Chronicles Four and Persona dancing games, and you know, but it was Atlas, right. Atlas yeah. games, and it looked cool. And I wanted to get in that line, and everybody else did too. So Sonic was right next to them. They're like, "Hey, come play our game." I was like, oh, "We'll give you an air freshener." Okay, Ryan likes Sonic. I'll get him an air freshener. Thanks so much, man. <laughs> I love that air freshener. Uh, and it only worked out that you're getting a new car yeah. soon, hopefully. So that'll work. But that's just a snip, little snippet, I guess, of what E3 was like. So I should display this since I work there now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> E3 was an adventure, man. It was it was an experience. What what does E3 stand for? Electronics Entertainment Expo? Man, don't don't call you think me anyone, on that. You think it was like originally E-cubed and became E3? I don't think so. Do you think that's a rumor we could start with relative ease? Like 3 E's? Electronic Entertainment X. Oh my gosh. You got it. I got it. Okay. I, I am so hot for you right now. <laughs> uh E cubed, it would be a bad idea, I think. Nah. E three sounds better. Rolls well, yeah, sure. A little better. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we we went last Monday after all the big press conferences uh-huh. that already happened. So we already kind of knew what to expect when we got there. <clears throat> so there was no, there were no big surprises. I guess the biggest surprises were what we could and could not play. Right. And uh, so we we. Uh, we got on the plane, left Monday afternoon, got there Monday evening, went to bed. We weren't allowed to be on the show floor until two o'clock on Tuesday. So really, man, that was a, that was a long wait, just to, to say the least. Uh, what did you guys do leading up to that? So we walked mimosas we on to, the boardwalk. No, we went, we went downtown and we had uh, breakfast at a place called the original cafe amazing breakfasts or breakfasts amazing breakfast there it was uh we got i got omelets the steven the guy was with me got pancakes the other guy mike he got uh eggs and traditional kind of breakfast eggs and bacon or sausage um it was it was a fun time we uh we walked around the city trying to kill time because it was like we were in california time but we were coming from oklahoma time so they're two hours behind us so when we woke up Tuesday morning, it was like six o'clock in the morning and nobody else was, had gotten up yet. So we went downtown. We okay, so it was like six o'clock in the morning there because your body is used to getting up at like eight, eight right. o'clock here. Yep, exactly. So you're younger now. I am. Right. That's how it works. When you go back in time. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe when I was there, I'm back to normal now. We're back on the regular time flow. Well, all right. <coughs> Why do you? Notice any grays or anything? No. Okay. No, I, I, I just thought you had a youthful glow about you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Maybe you got some sun. It was, it was the California air, man. The California oh, air. So beautiful. Freshened you up. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, ocean air coming off downtown. I mean, it was hot. The sun was hot, but that breeze was nice and cool. 60, 60 degree weather at night. Uh, mornings were awesome. It was beautiful. I loved it. Uh, the smells weren't so great. But well, yeah, sure. Yeah. Downtown. There's so many people in downtown L.A., man. Just yep. in L.A. in general. That's what you were saying. 
It's it's a crowded city. It's like seven minutes in heaven locked in a closet with an entire fucking city. <laughs> <laughs> there is there's no peace and quiet anywhere you go. And it's that's really jarring for somebody coming from Oklahoma where, you know, you you think, you know, crowded when you go someplace where I did. It's it. It is nothing compared to anywhere you go in L.A. There's just people everywhere. Right. Um, but it was a good time. It was an experience. So we got to the convention center early hoping to maybe sneak our way in or something, you know, something, some security guard might have pity on us since we're there so early and let us in. Uh, I mean, what was going on in the convention floor that early or were they just so not open? Press. They Pre- let okay. press in. Uh, we had gamer passes. Uh, gamer passes are for chumps. They are. And you're kind of treated <laughs> like a chump, man. I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it kind of sucked. So we got, we had, uh, which sucks because, you know, I paid for my pass to get in. Well, isn't it about the games? It's about the gamers. It, it's about right? the, that community. Yeah. Um, yeah. We shouldn't be treated any differently. But since there were so many of us, we kind of we kind of are. So they let the they let the press and media in first. And, you know, that's fine. I'm OK with that. But when we get in there, it's like you hear people. Oh, they let them in. Oh, no. Oh, Nobody is happy. That the gamer past people have been letting here in the they come here they come yeah, they're yeah. doing all the fun, but I, I get it I understand um, which makes me next time I go I'm going to get a press pass for the show uh, that way we can do proper coverage I thought this time would be a yeah. good there you finally dropped that we in there yeah man <laughs> you, the invite was there I'm kidding I will have quit the show by then <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the press pass, I think, will allow us to see more things, maybe get into more meeting rooms, maybe see some press conferences. Yeah. Because uh, the Gamer Pass doesn't let you do any of that. It just lets you strictly on the on the show floor, and that's it. So <clears throat> walk around, waiting in ridiculously long lines to see and play games. Get cool swag, like a RPD t-shirt. Um, Shouldn't that be RCPD? Raccoon. Raccoon's one word. No, like Raccoon City. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um so this this shirt cost me three and a half hours to get. Time uh, is money. Time is money. We waited in that line. You know, we were when we first got in it, so okay. Let me back up a little bit. This was on day two that we got to play this, but on the first day we kind of scoped the floor out, trying to figure out what was there, what we could play, what we couldn't play. <clears throat> and we, as soon as we walked in, we went to the first place that had no line and it was at the PlayStation booth and it was the VR. So we just walked up in there. Oh, and, that's old hat now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. nobody, and I don't think people wanted to put VR goggles on that everybody else had been wearing, Ooh. even though they clean them. I watched them do it. They had some alcohol and they swabbed it all down. I, I trusted it. Uh, so, so we get up there. No, uh, no pink eye for you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. And this was a week ago, so I would have seen something by now. All right. So we get up there, and uh, the two guys that were with me went and played. Oh, man, I can't remember what they played. It was some shooting game. I played Tetris. I was more interested to see Tetris in VR. How was it? It was Tetris in VR. <laughs> <laughs> I was really expecting something really kind of cool. Right. Uh, there was like nothing cool. Maybe about you it. have to reach up and turn them yourself or something. Yeah. Just, or, or like a 3d just effect or something, Something, but it was just Tetris in VR. It was just Tetris in VR. Like imagine a flat 
screen. Like Tetris. playing an arcade game with all the lights off around you. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had lights coming out at you and around you. That was cool, I guess, but it wasn't it wasn't amazing. Right. Um, it was it was fun and it was kind of immersive. I mean, I'm playing Tetris. They've got this kind of moody, atmospheric, relaxing music going on in the headphones. So I was enjoying that and I'm just kind of relaxing and playing playing Tetris. They did introduce a new mechanic where you can kind of just slow time and what that does is or stop time. So say you're getting ready to get a Tetris, you know, where you block out. Yeah. Yeah. So you can build up an even higher tier, freeze time, and then set all the blocks down that you want, make all these different rows disappear. And then once that time is expired, then they all disappear all at once. So giving you like a huge jump in uh, right. score. Nice big bonus. Yeah, it was it was a cool feature. But to be completely honest with you, I don't I don't think I want to play Tetris in VR. I'd rather nah. play Tetris any other way. It, it didn't do anything for me. I was kind of disappointed by that. So the the first game that I got to play at E3 is a game that I'm not super excited for, and I'm probably not going to buy it. Um, it was cool to get to try it at least. So right, but I think I think it's kind of funny though, like to go for all the hype of E3 yeah. and then fucking just play Tetris. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was so weird. There was just there were so many people that went in there at right. the same time. It's just like oh, like everybody flood. just grab the first thing you see. So that was the first thing we did. Uh, it was cool afterwards though, because as soon as I got done playing it, this lady came up to me, she goes, hi, uh, do you want to, would you like to do an interview with us? And I was like, sure. Okay. She had PlayStation gear on and stuff. And she's like, yeah, we're, we're just kind of, I'm doing interviews with people for, for PlayStation. I was like, okay, go over to the end of the uh, aisle where we were standing. And there was a whole camera crew there. And, uh, they were all decked out in PlayStation gear. And he's like, the guy was like, okay, I'm going to ask you a set of questions. And, you know, I want you to repeat the question that I ask, but in as a statement, I was like, okay, you know, just so it doesn't look like I'm being interviewed. And so he would ask me different questions about PlayStation and put me on the spot, man. I was kind of, I wasn't nervous or anything, but I was trying to remember names of games and specifically PlayStation games. Right. That was the hard part. Uh, Cause I was calling out like, th- mind you, this is the first day and I wasn't really sure what I really wanted to play. So I called out Spider-Man, talked about what I was excited to play about that. And I called out the new from software game that I was super excited about. It's called Sekiro, uh, uh, something like that. I don't remember. Um, but I called out that game and I didn't know, but I think that's an Xbox exclusive game. And they were like this fucking and then, joker. Get <laughs> him out of our interview. Tent. The guy that was asking me questions with the camera, or he was asking me the questions and he looked over at the guy with the camera and he goes, Sekiro, do you know what that is? He goes, Oh yeah, that's, that's not a PlayStation game. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> so they just like quickly brushed me off of that subject. You know, uh, they were cool about it though. They were, they understood. Did you, uh, did you plug our show on your interview with PlayStation? So, as much as I wanted to, I couldn't find a good way to plug it without just straight saying, and check me out on just a big gaming. And besides that, they're going to edit it and use what they want to use anyway. Well, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I'm disappointed in you, but it's fair. <laughs> I honestly, I don't even know where they used that interview. They said it was going to be on TV. Ooh. I don't know if it's going to be on TV and if it was on TV, where would it be? I don't Dude, know. LA changed you, man. <laughs> I'm a new guy. I'm part of the press now, man. Oh man. I'm big time. Aren't you ever? I'm big time. 
Yeah, you're big time. <laughs> so, actually, that was that was uh, so that was really cool. I got interviewed like almost immediately, and I didn't see anybody else get interviewed for the whole rest of the show. So I feel kind of special. If I could just find that interview, I want to see what, yeah. what they used from it and how I how I presented myself. Um, but it was cool. Uh, so I bet if you Google like PlayStation interviews dummy who likes Xbox games, boom, that's probably exactly what they named it. Honestly, yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah, and they, yeah. it's like on the greatest fails of E3 compilation already. <laughs> oh, they even went as far as to make me take my lanyard off because my lanyard had um, Nintendo characters on it. And oh, stuff. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so they was like they were like, oh, yeah. Can you just take off your lanyard there so we can we don't, we don't want to <laughs> they didn't want to promote Nintendo. Did on. you get the lanyard there? Yes, that was yeah. part of the, the show. part. Of the, so did everybody have a Nintendo lanyard? Everybody had the same lanyard. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, it was cool. And it had persona on the on cool. the cardboard. Yeah, that's that's cool. So we uh we went to where did we go after that? I don't remember. But we, we just kind of walked the, the floor trying to figure out what we wanted to do on the next day because we only had five hours the first day. Tell me about cosplay. No cosplay. What? There was very little cosplay. I won't say there was no cosplay. There was very I little. I always cosplay. assumed that that would be a heavy factor. At Not at E three. E three is more okay. of an immediate. More event. like more like a more like Comic Con. Uh, Comic Con is more the place for that. I would say even maybe PAX is the place for that. Right. Uh, but for this, this is this is where investors are going. People in the industry. That's fair. All know. right. So it is. It, it was more professional, I would guess. But I would say, I would say they're kind of gearing towards the more non-press you know with opening it up to regular people yeah i i did notice there were some people cosplaying there were um but on that same note they had a lot of hired like people in costumes for different games being characters in character like nintendo had not nintendo playstation had uh oh man i'm drawing a blank what's the girl's name in 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 that game that came out last year with the robots and uh Oh, uh, Aloy. Aloy, yes. They had a girl dressed up as Aloy, and she was taking pictures with people. But Did she, she look like her? She looked really, really good. Like, yeah. it, looked, it looked like her to me. Uh, she was, but she would, whenever people were coming up to her, she would, to take a picture, she would, like, find different things on them, like their lanyards, or one guy was wearing an earbud, and she would act all like, what is this? That's, like, oh. impressed with it? Yeah, like, That's this rad. technology, yeah. you know? She would not break character. And that was the same case with, with everybody there. They had zombies all over the place because there were so many different zombie games at the event that they would do the same thing. They would just, you know, do that stuff. Well, walking I mean, around. Getting, obviously getting paid for it, right? Yeah. It, well, yeah. And they would not break character. You, Nothing you could do to make them break character except for the final day. We got a picture with one of the zombies as we were leaving. We wanted to get a picture in front of the E3 sign. And there was a zombie sitting out there doing his thing and, Steve was like, hey, you want to take a picture with us? Yeah. So he just did the yeah in a zombie voice. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> and, That's uh, awesome. It was a good time. But, I mean, with the zombie theme, this was really a big thing at E3. You had Resident Evil 2. Uh, the Walking Dead has a new game coming out. Um, Dying Light 2. So uh, we're about to have another influx of zombie stuff. Yes, yes. I think I'm burnt out on it, dude. I am not. I yeah. was, but I'm not anymore. You're back, not, back I'm at back it. in it with Re- after playing Resident Evil Two. All right, I, and I'll, when I get into that later, I'll, I'll explain okay. you why. But 
it was kind of cool to see zombies pretty much everywhere, all of them promoting a different game. Yeah. It, it was it was interesting to me. Uh, but that would have been funny if they had like commissioned like a, a giant zombie battle, you know, that would be between the different games. Yeah. And they all start at like different ends of the convention hall. Yeah. And have to bleh, at each other like <laughs> like, you know, fucking Civil War style. That you would know? be awesome. Except for they're zombies, so they don't care about other zombies, so they'd end up just bumping into each other and then passing. Yeah. <laughs> well, they would have people, they would have, like, The Walking Dead and the Resident Evil booth both had wrecked cars with zombies, like, laying over them, and people go take pictures of them. Almost the identical setup, and I thought it was kind of weird that both games had a similar setup for their Well, their both booth. games are similar things. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, something to be said for like ingrained aesthetics, you know? Yeah, it worked though. It was cool. And, and all the other characters that I saw along the way, they had a samurai from the ghost of, uh, Tsushima or Tsushima. Have you seen yeah. this one yet? Yes. This game looks amazing. Well, they had a, the guy playing the main character from that. He, he would not break character. Ratchet was there. Uh, um, oh, Malone would have lost his shit. He looked cool. Uh, crash crash bandicoot was there in his same, costume that he wears back in the 90s in those old commercials where, yeah. where just the head shows through on the teeth. Oh man. I wanted to get a picture with him. I should have. I didn't. Uh but I mean it was there were so many different things to see. It was just it it's like an amusement park for video game enthusiasts. You know, it it you go there to wait in line to see what you want to see. And how long are like your time limits once you like get a game in your hands? So most games were about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, or you would like with Mega Man 11, I played that they, they didn't give you a time limit, but you had a life limit. You had like four or five lives. And once you expend those, you're, you're done. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they gave you enough time to really kind of to get, get in a there feel for the game. Yeah. yeah. So there was no just quickly get in and out. Um, but, uh, yeah, on the first day we went, I think we played Dragon Quest 11 on that day. The line was not that bad. I think we waited for about an hour to play that game, which in comparison to everything right, else is yeah. pretty good. <clears throat> so we went in there and the two guys who were with me weren't really into Dragon Quest and I knew they weren't. And I said, guys, I have to see this game. I'm a huge Dragon Quest fan. You guys don't have to wait with me. But they wanted this shirt. They had a really cool blue shirt with the characters on the front. Yeah, I saw Dragon that Quest shirt. 11. Yeah. yeah, it was a really cool shirt and they wanted it. So they went in line to get the shirt with me. And we sat through, they, they would take us into this little room, show us a video on how to play the game and what the game is about. And then they would take you to another room where you would actually play the game. And we got about, I think we got about 20 minutes with it. So it gave you a good feel for the battle system, uh, and the storyline, the characters, you know, stuff like that. And if you're familiar with Dragon Quest at all, it's, it's, it's the traditional, the most traditional JRPG you can get. And it's one of the few JRPGs that exist today that are still that still hold that traditional battle system and, and you know story system. Most most are trying to break it up and make it different. Now I like that they're sticking to the roots here. Sure. I mean, I, <clears throat> way back in the day, I played a couple of Dragon Quest games when I was very young. I don't yeah, remember yeah. much it's about them. It's an old series, but... old as it's old as uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. the The graphics were amazing. Uh, it is. It looks like a proper upgraded visually. Dragon Quest game. And if you know much about Dragon Quest, the characters are designed by Akira Toriyama. Yeah. And 
I love that part of the Dragon Quest games too. I love seeing, you know, because I love his character style. Uh, and for you guys that don't know, he does the Dragon Ball Z games or characters anime mm-hmm. manga. Um, anyway, like really, I, his style has become a style all its own. It really is. In, in it's like a it's like an alternate cool. yeah anime version of. I love his style. I really very do. stylistic. Yeah, and really pays attention to. Uh, actions and and how things move so yeah we played that and uh got our shirt uh kingdom hearts 3 was over there we didn't get to play it the line was ridiculous uh so we thought we might catch it the next day or the following day you know we had three days we'll get to play these games right so we thought um but that's not the case but no no that's not the case so so we uh we went and played Mega Man 11 and I touched on that briefly, but this game has the same old school difficulty that you know and love from the old Mega Man's. Nothing's really changed on that on that front. Would it be old Mega Man's or old Mega Men? Uh, Mega Man would imply more than one Mega Man. Well, but it's more than one. More than one game. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Uh. Megas, maybe there are different the, the Mega Megas Man. <laughs> the game looks great. Uh, had really responsive controls. That was one thing I was really curious about. I wanted to see how responsive the controls were. If it did really measure up to those older games, and it does, and it looks great. Uh, it this is pretty much for for those of you who are like me who are waiting on a new proper Mega Man. This is it. it absolutely, I can't wait to play this one. It's it's uh. High on my list. They also had the Mega Man X collection there uh, right next to it. Nobody was playing that. Not surprisingly. It's a game that's already been out for a while. Not The game hasn't been out, but those games have been out. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I wouldn't imagine a lot of people would be playing that anyway. Honestly. Right. You're, you're there to see new stuff. Yeah. Not old stuff. I did get in, in and play that. There was no line, so I just walked up and played that. I did find it odd, though, in the Mega Man X collection. They split it up into two separate games, but it's sold as one game. So if you're familiar with the Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2, they had one that came out first, and then Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 came out later, so that makes sense. It had 1 through 6 on the first one, and then 7 through 10 on the other one. So it made sense that those were split up, but why then are they releasing this as a separate thing? I don't know. I went in some marketing angle, I guarantee that's all it is. It was weird because I went in, I was playing the Switch version. Or no, the PlayStation 4 version. And I was playing, and I was like, well, where are the rest of the games? It only had it only had half the games. And so I backed out to the main menu and saw that there was a whole nother game for those other games. I was like, why? That's weird. That's bizarre. Um, anyway, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, so I think that pretty much wrapped up day one. We went home exhausted, legs are tired, feet are tired. We were we were just done. Uh, <clears throat> so it was time to drink. It was time to drink. And I don't even remember if we did, <laughs> man, that's a week ago. <laughs> a lot. Right. Happened. Yeah. A lot has happened since we then. did. We did go drink the second day, I believe. No, it was that day. We did go drink that day. So, Oh, before we even got into the show, we had to wait in line for four hours outside of the convention center. Outside of the convention oh. center. So we got there early. Like I said, trying, hoping to get in before everybody else. So we went to like a pre-entrance entrance area and we were like one of the first people there. And we thought, well, maybe they'll let us in. 
No, they didn't let us in. So we we stood there for four hours before they let us in. The benefit to that, though, is that we got to go get in line for something we wanted to play immediately. Maybe this was the second day. I'm confusing my days here, but uh, on the second day. Oh, no, no, that was the first day. I'm sorry. <laughs> on the second day. You'll get there. The second day they opened for gamers passes at 12 noon. We were walking up there and some lady stopped us and she's like, hey, hey, if you take a picture with this billboard that I had no idea what it said, I'll give you pre-entrance passes. I'm like, OK, I don't even care what the billboard says. I'll take it. Yeah, and I think it was a GameStop thing. So it wasn't anything major. So <clears throat> we went ahead and took our picture and she gave us pre-entrance passes. They only let us start in 30 minutes early, but that 30 minutes early is what allowed us to see Resident Evil 2. <clears throat> so we get in there and we walk to another area where they were lining up and there's this huge parking garage and it started out with it, the parking garage was kind of like, I guess half full with people. So we get in there and we showed them our little pre-entrance pass and they pushed us all to the front of the line. And then as you we know, were pissed off there, every person standing there, maybe because we got in there, we were in the pre-entrance line. There was only probably, I don't know, 50 people in this line. Yeah. And then as we were waiting there, we were looking around and that parking garage filled up. And this is a giant parking garage. There were so many people in that parking garage ready, waiting to get in. It was, it blew my mind. And uh, so 30 minutes came around, 30 minutes before the show came around and they weren't letting people in yet. We're like, we got these pre-interest passes. Let us in. Come on. We need to get in line before the rest of these these mojos hobos get in there <laughs> with them with their normal gamer passes. We got, we, we got, extra- Oh, here they come. <laughs> They're letting them in. Now. I felt like, I felt like one of those media guys, man. And you know what? I bet you changed to that tune immediately. You took to it, didn't you? I, I did. It was awesome. <laughs> I am immediately an asshole now important. that I leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they took us in and, uh, they finally, it was like, it was like 20 minutes before. So they, they let us in 10 minutes later and then they said they would. So they, they started taking us in and the, the security guards are being kind of assholes. Just like, stop running, don't run. And nobody was running. It's like, they were hoping we were they running. Just wanted to, they just wanted they just to yell wanted, at someone. Yeah. It's like, nobody was running. What are you, what are you yelling at about? And he looks straight at me and goes, don't run. I was walking at a slow pace. There was no like even brisk walk coming out of me. Maybe I was, it was preemptive. Walking. He saw it in my eyes that I was ready to just dart. Man. Yeah, he was like, "This guy started as a gamer, <laughs> and now he's got an early access pass." Yeah, and he's feeling cocky. He's feeling it. He saw it. I, I know we got a sprinter on our hands. <laughs> I've seen it before. It will. I won't see it again. <laughs> I won't. I won't say that I didn't. You got around the corner and fucking ran, didn't you? I couldn't. Man, they had guards leading us the whole way, and they Uh-oh. were. I did not want to get kicked out, so there was no way that I was going to risk that. So, I got kicked out of Laser Quest once for running. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> Pretty much the same thing, right? People don't want you running, man. Not in places with a lot of people. Nah, dude. So we get in there, and they put us at the at the front entrance doors, and they're like, okay, get get ready, and you hand your pre-pass in, and you know, get in. So we get in, and luckily they let us in right where the Resident Evil booth was. So that was the first thing we got in line for. And we were the very last people to get in that line. And right after that, 
they let a few more people in line behind us and then they they cut the line off. They uh capped it. So basically when they cap a line at E3, that means you're shit out of luck. You're not going to see the game unless you get really lucky and happen to walk by right when they let a few more people in. And that happened very rarely. Yeah. So we got lucky. We got in this line. And we're like, well, damn it. I mean, we're not going anywhere now. They capped the line. And if we don't go through this line now, we're not going to see this game or get this awesome RPD shirt, you know. This should be RCPD. <clears throat> RCPD shirt. The back has uh, bite marks and a hand on it, and it looks like he got attacked by a toddler. <laughs> They're little. It's it's a tiny little hand. I don't know if you can see that on the camera, but yeah. So we, so we get in that line, and the the guys in front of us, like, because the line kind of does a U shape. So the people that were beside us had already been in line for a while, and they were looking over, talking to us, and like, yeah, we've been in line for three hours. It's like what? What? We both, we all looked at each other like, do we really want to wait this long? It's like, well, if we get out now, then, you know, we won't be able to have another chance. Yeah. yeah. So we waited it out and we were hoping that he was maybe wrong and maybe the line would move faster. No. By the time we got to his place, it had been exactly like three hours and we still had a little ways to go. And once we got through that section, it had been three and a half hours that we'd been waiting to go see this game. We were, we were done after that. We were like, Okay, now what? I don't want to wait in any more damn lines. Let's just go get some swag from places. Yeah. And, you know, call it good. Um, that takes a lot out of you to sit in one freaking place for that long. Yeah. I went to uh, the thrift store the other day and had to. Had to <laughs> I've never had to wait in line at the thrift store. There's like five people in front of me. <laughs> and then by the time I checked out, I looked in the display case and saw that they had video games. Oh, so you had. So it was pretty much the same thing. <laughs> pretty much like the woman in front of me was like this line i've been i've been standing here for like 10 minutes <laughs> and i turned to shelby and i was like do we really want to get this stuff yeah. yeah but to be fair i got a beastie boys shirt and a run dmc shirt so Worth the way dude it, i got, I, I got to look at some video games and i got two shirts mm-hmm. so i literally we had pretty parallel weeks you and i did that it sounds like it yeah um, Absolutely. I did get to have some phone time, I guess. I made some posts on Instagram during that during that wait. I made some relatively combative posts. Did you? <laughs> about <laughs> being bored and jealous in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, it, and by the way, guys, if you are curious to see some of my adventure, uh, follow us on ja- at JabGCast on Instagram. I posted a lot of photos yeah. there. If you want to see some of mine, Google the Run DMC logo. And that pretty much sums it up. There you go. Uh, I also, when I release the video portion of this podcast, I will put up images and videos of the trip. I've got a lot of video to share, pretty much. Cool. Um, so, uh, where was I? Where was I? Okay, so we get up to the front of the line, finally, and they finally let us in. And it's really cool because this this their booth is set up like a police department. And so you go through the front doors and they give you a flashlight before you even enter. And uh, so you, you grab a flashlight and it's dark in there. You're walking through and there's like body parts, bloody body parts on the ground. And so they're really kind of setting the tone. And then we cut this corner and a zombie comes out full character, you know, gets right up in your face and scares the crap out of you. And uh, then we go through a little bit more. So they have like a little mini zombie haunted house. How did you react to the zombie? Uh, it, I laughed. It was fun. In fact, I think, um, 
I think one of the guys that was with us, Mike, he, I believe he took some video. So I'm going to see if I can get that video and, and share that as well. Cool. But as soon as we got to the end of the room, they put you in this big kind of room with all the TV set up and it's dark in there and they're really set in this moody atmosphere and it's really cool. And they sit you in front of the TV and say, there's a little, there's a little sign next to your TV that shows you the controls. There you go. Enjoy. You get 20 minutes. And, and, uh, so I sat down, started playing the game and let me tell you, I've never been this excited for a game since, since like dark souls three, you know? Wow. Which is huge for me. Yeah. Uh, this was this was a game I didn't even know was going to be playable at the event, let alone I didn't even know it was going to be announced at E3 at all. You know, that was this was a surprise announcement from people. People were hoping to hear from it. Well, sure. Yeah. But not to the extent that it was it was shown that there was a full display and a playable game and playable demo was awesome. So <clears throat> I, I, I want to talk a little bit about Resident Evil 2 remake and tell you why I'm so excited about it. And even the two guys that were with me were not so enthusiastic about the game, but after they played it, we're totally in, in love with it. Uh, so the game starts with you as Leon in the police station has a very kind of nostalgic feel. It, it is a remake of resident evil two. And did you play the resident evil two at all? Or at least try it? Oh yeah. So you, are you, uh, the, the thing is the, the most iconic part about resident evil two is this police station that you explore. It's kind of like the mansion from right. Yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so, they put you as Leon in that main lobby area that you first start in and you're looking up and looking around and the doors are where they're supposed to be. They got this giant statue. That's where it's supposed to be. I was like, I know this place, but it's in a different perspective and it's more modern and updated with beautiful graphics. It looks, it looks really great. Imagine resident evil seven. It's using the same engine as resident evil seven, but now set in third person view instead of first person view. And it looks amazing. I can imagine. I, I feel like it would be more enjoyable set in third person view. To me, it was. That was one of the things that I yeah. didn't quite like about seven. I wanted that third person view. Uh, first person was fine, but I, I prefer the third person in a Resident Evil game. Yeah. So uh, you start walking up and you immediately walk up to the desk and find a an item box and a typewriter. So you already know what those are for. And, you know, uh, there was a computer terminal that you check and you start watching these videos of security cameras around the office or around the uh, station. And you see one of the police officers, police office. police office. You see one of the police officers running away from some zombies calling for help. So your goal is to go rescue him more or less. So you go over to this gate and you start to raise it up and it only goes, you know, a quarter of the way up. So you have to crawl through and it's dark in there. So you get your flashlight out and you hear all these noises, creepy noises coming from in there, shining your light. And it, the, the creepiness level of this game is through the roof, man. I'm, I'm sitting in a place room full of people and I'm like, I'm scared. When and, I'm playing. and you're still spooked. Yeah, man. And, uh, so you get through there and you start exploring and it's the same little hallway from RE2 where you got the vending machines and all the zombies are bundled up. And that's like, that was the, key part in RE2 where I remember where you fight all these zombies for the first time. It's like, you've never seen this many zombies in a room like, like in Resident Evil 1. This was a new thing. Yeah. So I'm fully expecting to see all these zombies in there again because that's how it was and there was nothing. Instead, the the floor is flooded so you're walking through puddles of water and 
trying to figure out what's going on. You're exploring the area a little bit and you find a bathroom and find the source of all the water. And uh, then you get to the security room and you find you hear the dude calling out for help. So you go and open the gate and start helping him out. And as you're pulling him through the gate, it's another one of those gates that only raises yeah. ways. <clears throat> you start pulling him out and then he starts screaming in pain and you pull him out. And you only pull like from torso up. The zombie got a hold of him, took his legs off. It was, yeah, it was gory. It was one of the most gory games I've ever seen. Like on the too much level. Teetering on the too much level. Yes. Yeah. Think, think like uh, the old Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead. Remember those? How the gore level was, you know, more than it needed to be. Absolutely. <clears throat> it was on. I that think level. we talked about gore levels a couple episodes ago. I'm not a huge fan of gore. And it being like too much for the sake of it being too yeah, much. Yeah, that's know? it felt that way in this game. It did. Yeah. But I was OK with it. It wasn't too much of a downside for no, you. No, it, it, it was it was OK because it's a zombie game. You know, you, you expect no less from a zombie game. So you pull him out, you know, he gives you something and you start to leave the room and that's when you encounter your first zombie. It was terrifying. I was sitting there in this small little claustrophobic room. There's a little, there's a desk and only this one little exit and a zombie on the other side. So I, I wanted to run around him, but no, I was like, I'm going to shoot him, you know, see what happens. I didn't have very many bullets, mind you. So it's sticking true to the limited ammo yeah. that Resident Evil's known for. So pull up my gun and immediately aim for the head and start hitting him in the head. And you can see where the bullet goes in and where it comes out. Whoa. It blew my mind. I no, it blew literally. his. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, you I knew when I said that, it was hey, out. Yep. So it was cool. Cause you could see like the tiny little hole exactly where you shot and the bigger hole in the back of his head where it went out. And then I was shooting him. I was missing and hitting him in the arm and I hit, and I was noticing go back like that. And the same type of thing is like the same entry and exit wounds on his arm. So I shot it a couple more times and his arm fell off. Shot yeah. his arm off, man. It and was... then you picked up his arm and you ate it and absorbed his powers. And Not by quite. absorbed, I mean, became a zombie. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, <clears throat> after I shot the, after I shot the zombie in the arm, I shot him down in the leg and he fell over on top of the desk and he was on top of the desk, still crawling on the desk, trying to get to me. I was like, he wouldn't, he just seemingly would not die. And I understand they're already dead, but right. A headshot should have taken him out. You're right. You know, you he think? wouldn't stop moving. He would not stop moving. And it was the reaction to the environment that absolutely blew me away. Like I could not believe I had not seen anything like it in a game yet. <clears throat> so he's still crawling towards me on this desk. And I shot him in the head a couple more times and he finally just laid his head down. Blah, gets back up again. I was like, I'm getting out of here. Screw this. I man. am not fighting this guy anymore. <laughs> he just will not die. Fuck you, zombie. <clears throat> so I'm out. You get into the hall and you run into three more zombies. All three of these zombies look completely unique. I had a female zombie and two other zombies. One was a cop and one was uh, just a regular dude. All of them were wearing different clothes, different hairstyles. They all look different. And that was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, same thing, shoot them in the legs and, you know, you can shoot their legs off and they'll fall over and still try to crawl after you. If they fall over anything, they react to the surface exactly like they should in real life. It was, that's really cool. It was, it was so cool. Like <clears throat> I finally get past all that. I'm not going to explain more about game or the storyline 
of the demo. If you guys want to see a live gameplay of the demo, uh, just search it on YouTube. I found several sources actually that replayed that. This is it, it was is really 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 cool. Uh, so I ran into another zombie later on that was a big fat cop zombie. I mean, just a big big fat dude, and uh, uh, I don't said- think. Nope, and walked away. He was actually banging on a vending machine. He was trying to get some food out of the That's vending funny. machine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think I ran into like seven or eight zombies throughout the course of this demo. Not one of them looked like any of the others. That's awesome. Uh, whenever Leon is running, he pants. He like, <sighs> like. They they did so much to contribute to the realism and yeah. the effects of this game. I really got a sense of we are we are entering next gen. We are truly entering next gen. I was reading about that the other day. It I I have not seen a game play like this ever. And like that's what really hit. Me. I was reading the other day that like we could be entering next gen on the level that uh Xbox One and PS4 are on like obsolete. They're they're at the end of their life cycles. Yeah, yeah there are, there are rumors that yeah. a new system well not rumors. Xbox flat out said they're working on a new system. Yeah. So um I feel like the three years I've had my PS4 it just it hasn't been enough. Enough time to it hasn't been enough time. It doesn't seem like it. It really doesn't. But does it ever? I mean no. the only time I could ever remember feeling like I'm ready for a new system was with the PS1 era. When the PS2 was announced and talked about, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of ready for a new system. I didn't want a new system when the PS4 came out necessarily. I just wanted the PS4. It wasn't for the sake of a new system. It was just like, you know, I hadn't, I, I, I I played the shit out of that PS3, you know, until it hardly worked anymore. The, the PS4 and Xbox one, you're right though. They don't feel, they don't feel like old, old enough, enough no. to be. And so, I mean, like say they start like next year, like announce the new systems and start putting out stuff for them. Yeah. Uh, how long will support for the current ones last, you know, two or three years? Probably not. I think with the games that are coming out, I don't know. Like here's one thing that I think really points to next gen. It's not just the graphics. It's, it's the AI and the interactivity between yeah. the characters and the games and how they react. Like to their the game kind of plays back now. Yes. It, they are aiming to make it as believable as possible in this digital world. Yeah. And it, 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 it's working really well, at least in this resident evil demo play I played. Now they're also saying the same thing about cyberpunk 2077, which I didn't get to play. It was only behind closed doors for the media, but I've read a lot about it and people are saying that this game is, is, truly amazing and i they don't know how it's going to run on current gen systems yeah i'm i'm <laughs> saying it, it's but that's also what's so beautiful about the switch is it's obsolete on purpose you know <laughs> so it'll be around for a while the switch will be around i agree it'll and be around for a while there's a lot of games that i would still prefer to play on this and i think it'll keep a cult following once its natural life cycle is over i agree i agree but I don't know. It it, it it tears me. Like, I don't know if I want to keep putting money into my PS4 collection or uh, just stop now and wait for them to announce the next system. It doesn't matter. I mean, play what you want to play. You're not sinking money if you're getting... If I'm getting enjoyment, if you're getting out, of enjoyment yeah, out of it. Also, I don't buy a whole lot of games. I just mooch them off of you. <laughs> uh, if we're being honest. Uh, I wanted to... Touch on, uh, let's see, Quake Champions, I played that. That's a great old school 
first-person shooter, fast-paced action. There is a free-to-play demo uh, now through the 25th. They just extended it. Oh, cool. It's supposed to end today, but you can get it on the PC and play that through the 25th. Let's be honest. All I want to talk about, I want to hear you talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. All right, so... Are we there? We, we're there. I, I, okay. I was really Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man was... I waited probably two hours to play that, so yeah. it wasn't as bad. Um, but by the time I got up there, dude, I was so pumped and ready to play this game. This was the game I was most looking forward to playing before I knew about Resident Evil. Whenever you sent me that text with like the picture showing me that you were at the Spider-Man booth yeah. and that you're about to play it, I was at work. And I turned to my buddies and I was like, guys, Adrian is at E3 right now. And they were like, isn't it? Don't you do the podcast with him? I was like, yeah, yeah, he's my co-host. And they were like, you guys run a podcast on video games and he went to E3 without you. Yeah. And I said, uh, yeah, I don't even think he feels guilty about it. Dude, I would, I don't care if nobody <laughs> went with me. I got and, to go uh, to E3. They're like, why didn't you go? And I was like, I've got all my money tied up elsewhere. And one of my buddies was like, oh, really? Like, what, what do you have your money tied up in? I was like, mostly just being Stocks. broke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's awesome, this trip was not that expensive for me. Yeah. I think with the show tickets... Uh, plane, hotel, everything with the exception of food, I spent a total of like $600. Oh, wow. That ended up being a lot less expensive than, oh, man. than even our discussion. Big props to Steven. He, he hooked it up. He set everything up. He scheduled or he set up the, the plane. We had a rent, we rented a car too. rented the car. What kind of car did you rent? It was a little Nissan. I don't remember what kind of car it was. It, it was a good little car. Uh, he set up the hotel, he set up the, the plane tickets, everything. Um, he really made this trip happen. It, honestly, he put in all the work that, and I didn't have to do anything but go. Just That's show cool. Up. So That's the way to do it. Shout out, Steven. Thanks. Um, so, Spider-Man is... <laughs> that is my most anticipated game coming out this year. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil was my best show of the game, but that's not coming out till January next year. Right. So yeah, Spider-Man is a must buy. It is so fun. I can't wait. So you, you start off the demo and they immediately give you control and say, Hey, city's yours. Do what you want. And so you, you just immediately start swinging around. I have not had this kind of fun feeling with the Spider-Man game since Spider-Man two on the PlayStation two. Yeah. I remember that game was just awesome and it felt so fluid going through the city. Did you ever play uh, Ultimate Spider-Man on Xbox? I believe so. I don't remember it It doing much for me, though. It was the more cartoony one. You could play as Venom. I loved that one. I I didn't get into it. Spider-Man 2, though, was the gem. Don't get me wrong. I'm not Mm -hmm. not debating. I'm just saying that uh, I I remember at the time putting Ultimate Spider-Man up there in that same ranking as being that good of a game. Yeah, uh, Spider Man Ultimate Spider Man was good. I I did enjoy it, but it didn't it didn't have that same punch that that uh, Spider Man Two had on me. You still have a <clears throat> like a, a first gen Xbox floating around here, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you have that Ultimate Spider Man? Uh, I have I have a Spider Man game. I don't know if it's Ultimate Spider Man. You need to see if it is. If not, I have Ultimate Spider Man. You need to play it again and see if it gives you that feeling. Okay. Actually, no. I think I just have Spider Man Two. Yeah, I don't have Ultimate Spider. I'll bring it next time. So, uh, the cool thing is his web doesn't just magically attach to 
whatever, it attaches to the building. So if there's no building there for you to attach to, it's not going to attach to anything. That's cool. And yeah, it is cool. And you it gives can, you more purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You and while to. you're, while you're swinging around, you can, if you see a point that you want to get to quickly, you can push like R1 and L1 and he'll zip to that certain point. And, uh, it feels so good. Like the, the movements, the controls, everything feels excellent. <clears throat> so you get up, you can climb up to the top of the, of a tower and scope the whole area out to find objects of interest, you know, side quests and stuff like that. Stop crimes from happening. Or right. De- deactivate bombs. <clears throat> so it's, it's, it's a lot like a, an Assassin's Creed game in that way. But where it really gets fun is fighting. The fighting system has really taken an overhaul from any other spider game man game I've played. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you, when you fight, it's you have different combos that you can use, but he uses his web in a lot of really creative ways. Like you can, you can take things from the environment. Almost anything that is part of the environment can be used to use against your enemies. Like you can take car doors. He'll grab the car door, swing it around and hit the, hit the bad guy with it. How accessible are the, like in past Spider-Man games, like you had these thousands of buildings here and could hardly go into any of them. Is that still, I went into one building and I, I still think it's the same way. The one building I went into, I think you can go into like objective buildings, but everything else is just there for just, yeah. For the sake of being there. Yeah. I, I, yeah, the, and I think the one building I went into, I only was able to go into it because I was stopping a robbery in progress. Yeah. It was like a jewelry store or something. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think you can free roam any of the buildings, which would be kind of cool. I mean, it, it would be. I think that the the amount of money, the time and money they would oh, have yeah. had to spend putting that together, yeah. and the amount of trouble that any system might would have rendering, unless they were able it. to make some sort of way that it's randomly generated per building. But then if you went to the same building twice and it's, it's different, that would be awkward. right. Right. Yeah. That would be hard to do, man. It would be tough to do. So you, uh, I just, <clears throat> you can also shoot webs at guys when you're fighting them and you can, you can sp- wrap them up. So, Oh, cool. So they, they also have a stealth mechanic. So you can just sneak around and take guys out silently and you know, you can get above a guy, shoot your web out at him. Pull, pull them up, wrap them around, and then kind of just web them up like like a spider would do with a fly, you know? It, yeah. was, it was really cool. This game captures the essence of Spider-Man. Everything that you feel like you know about Spider-Man, how he should, his movements, everything, they have done it perfectly. The animations are so clean, and it, it makes you feel like Spider-Man. This, this game, I'm telling you, I, I thought I was done with open-world games. I will play an open world game with Spider-Man. It, yeah. It's incredible. And Elder Scrolls 6. Elder Scrolls 6. Yes. Someday, man. All we got was this. Someday. That, little that's trailer. A, someday. Someday. You know, man, I, I have a feeling that game is years in the making. I've already spent way too much time on like Reddit reading theories about it and watching YouTube videos with people like analyzing the How can they analyze with, with nothing. They're analyzing like the, the landscape from the teaser and trying to figure out where in Tamriel it's going (laughs) to be. And it's deep deep and stupid and a waste of time. (laughs) And they have me by the short and curlies on it. Like (laughs) I I can't get away. I am just, I have like bookmarks on my phone dedicated to like, all right, I got 10 minutes sitting here. 
I'm going to read more about this game that literally nobody fucking knows anything about. Exactly. And I'm reading about it's stupid. It's so stupid. Where, where can it go at this point? I mean, they, they pretty much explored the whole world. There's a lot of rumors that it's going to be Hammerfell. Okay, you're good. Uh, Hammerfell is like in the western, it's like a western, like westernmost, I think, province of Tamriel, like right under High Rock. Is it, has it been made into a game yet? Or how, how did people know this exists? I think it's been a DLC. Okay. Uh, For Skyrim? I, I think it was a Skyrim DLC. Uh, and it's where the, the Red Guards live. Okay. It was originally, I think, occupied by the, what is it? <coughs> Dwemer? Dwemer? Um, the ones that mo- ended up moving underground? I don't know. Basically like the... I'm not good at knowing the lore of the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, a lot of people thinking, because Hammerfell hasn't been a standalone game yet, I don't think. Uh, so a lot of people, I guess, theorizing about that, which would be cool. Uh, it's a lot. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter to me where it is. It's going to be. Exactly right. It's going to be a new game yeah. set in that world. And it's going to be, it's, it's just going to be a, you know, capitalizing on everything that Skyrim was about, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that we're not getting like an eighth re-release of Skyrim, you know, cause I'm tired of buying Skyrim. You don't want Alexa Skyrim, <laughs> man, that's a real thing. Apparently Alexa Skyrim. Yeah. Did you see the video? No. So when they announced, uh, they did a joke video and they were talking about, they were, poking fun at the fact that Skyrim has come out on all these different platforms. Right. So they had Alexa Skyrim and Amazon is Alexa. Sure. For those sure. of you not familiar. And it's, it's a, basically he was sitting on the couch talking to Alexa, pretending to play Skyrim. Like it's imaginary <laughs> Skyrim. And he'd like, uh, I need to see take this video. My potion. You do need to see, see the video. I don't, it's been a while since I've seen it, but, it's hilarious. You would get I need to see that. And then they announced Skyrim for your refrigerator TV. <laughs> and I heard about that. <laughs> they I heard had, about that. They had all these ridiculous things that Skyrim for the on. Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shit like that. Yeah, I think that's it's funny. Uh, at least they can be self-effacing about oh, yeah. it. You know yeah, that that was the great thing about it. And they're like, we've we've milked this cow dry. You know, <laughs> it's time, for it's time to release a new fucking game. What do you well, think about what do we think about uh, Fallout seventy six? Ah oh, man. I want to know more about it. Uh, what do you, but I'm, I'm, I am excited for it. So are you pumped for the online only aspect? I kind of am. I am too. Honestly. I am too. Cause it'll be like you and what, like 30 other players. Yeah. So it's going to be at sh- a time. small rooms, small servers. It'll be small servers, but the map is four times the size of fallout four. Right. Which and, is insane. And you can form alliances, but you can also battle each other and steal each other's stuff. Like, there are two things that I, I love in life. It's nuking other humans and stealing their things. Right. Uh, it's just kind of how I was brought up. Oh, okay. You know. Uh, but, I mean, have you not in the past with playing Fallout and Skyrim game or uh, Elder Scrolls game ever said to yourself, I want an online game that is just like this. I want to be able to roam this world with one of my friends. Exactly. I've that's, always wanted That's that. why... <clears throat> Elder Scrolls Online disappointed me right, so much. because it wasn't that. Because I had played Skyrim first. Yeah. And it wasn't that. If if ESO had come out before Skyrim, I think I would have been so damn jazzed on it. You know, I would have been stoked about it. 
Well, the the thing that but it was watered down. ESO is more is more an MMO than it is right Elder Scrolls. Right. It's more it's more in the vein of like what World of Warcraft. Yeah. Right. Shit like that. Yeah. And and, and I don't. And we didn't I've really never want that. I've never been a World of Warcraft fan. Right. Uh, I've tried it. We've talked about my disdain for that game. So. I don't know. Fallout 76. I think it's brilliant. I'm so excited for it. I am too. And, and where they set it, you know, up by the Appalachian mountains, mm-hmm. you know, so there will be in, in within this map, in the constraints of this map, you're going to have the opportunity to wander the capital wasteland again. Where was the capital wasteland? I don't remember. Washington DC. Well, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm interested to know because it's set so close to the Appalachian Mountain range. You've heard about like the Appalachian Mountain people, right? No. Okay, it's like these clans of families that lived up there separated from society that were like inbred. Oh, okay. Uh I think it'd be interesting cuz you're coming out of your vault 20 years after the bombs yeah. drop and to be like get up to the Appalachian Mountains and like traversing like the Appalachian Mountain Valley or whatever it's called up there uh-huh. and like like the movie Deliverance was set in the Appalachians. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And like to run across these families that were sheltered from the bombs dropping because they were away from society. I bet they play on some angle of that. I, I, honestly, in there. I mean, that would be a great idea. If or even to- even just like off this off the riverbank, find a shack abandoned with a banjo on the front porch <laughs> and like like the achievement comes up and it's just like, ding, 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 you know? Yeah. You've unlocked dueling banjos. That's, Maybe you can pick it up and use it as a melee weapon. Honestly, I'm I'm really excited to see the atmosphere that they create. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the music and everything. But to be... I remember playing Fallout 3, and Fallout. I would play it while chatting online with uh, friends of mine in a party. They're playing their game, I'm playing mine. And we're kind of experiencing the game together, but separate. Right. And we always wanted to be able to just explore this world together. And I'm so happy that they're finally doing it the right way. Yeah. I mean, this, I haven't decided if I think, I think I'm more excited for fallout 76 than I am elder Scrolls six. Well, because I, I am for sure. It's a tangible thing that is happening right. for sure. That is my biggest excitement of E3. Cause you know, my love of all things, Bethesda. My biggest excitement of E3 is Fallout Deliverance. That's what it is. <laughs> That's my favorite bit. Yeah. Uh, so I, just, I can't wait. This is a this is a day one purchase for me, and it better be for you because we need to play it together. Well, of course, because I can't I can't wait a couple weeks and borrow it from Actually, you. Actually, if rate. you if you pre order it now, you can get a code for the beta when it comes out. Do you have to pay? How mm-hmm. much do you have to pay to pre order it? You don't have to pay for it. Not until it comes out. Okay, I'll pre-order it. <coughs> pre-order through Best Buy or Amazon. You and you don't have to pay me. for it until it comes out. You got me. I'll do it. So, Really, yeah, I had to I'm, twist my arm on that I'm one. I'm pumped to play it. I, I have a feeling that a lot of my friends are going to be in on it, too. So it's going to be a pretty awesome... Maybe like, we can accrue world. enough people that we know that we like, can have a full server. Yeah. Let's doing make it that. happen. We're doing that. The, the, <laughs> the jab server. You heard it now here, folks. This is what's going to happen. Just a bit wasteland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And maybe we can find a patch that instead of the actual radio stations, we can just 
make them listen to episodes of our podcast. <laughs> Man, that would be so cool. Maybe we could put in like a party chat where put it in a party chat. And just make them listen. like, what is this horse shit? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. That's what we're gonna do. Absolutely. Do you know? Do you have any programming friends? Yeah, I do. There we go. Yeah, I do. That's all we need. <laughs> so, dude, um, uh, a few more things I want to touch on real quick that I we you had to make an appointment to play Super Smash Brothers. Well, I'm not surprised about that at all. They had tournaments going on and you had to get online and schedule an appointment to play it. So we scheduled our appointment to play it. And it happened to fall at the time that we were in the Resident Evil line and we were almost through the line. We were like, well, I screw it. I guess we're not doing this. And so we didn't get to play Smash Brothers. But let me tell you my impression on Smash Brothers. It's Smash Brothers. It's Smash it's Brothers. Super Smash Brothers. And it's exciting that we're getting a new Smash the, the The roster is what's exciting. Yeah. Just the sheer size of that freaking every roster. Every character from every Smash Brothers has made a return. With I love that. multiple iterations on each character. Yeah. Which is so cool. And the, the resurgence of the Amiibo thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, actually, I won't name the overpriced game store that I keep shopping at and you keep telling me not to. I, I tell you where to go, man. I know you tell me where to go, but it's not close to my house. Okay, that makes sense. So after watching, actually, it was pretty cool. Um, I had Twitch on in the living room on the PlayStation and was watching E3 coverage. Right. Uh, and Shelby was at work. And so I was home with the kids <coughs> and Fat Big was getting mad because he wanted to watch Coco. Uh, and Tilly was just, you know, being the bird, you know. <laughs> floating around doing what she does. But Malone is back. He wanted to watch a Malone show and he saw real people on the screen with microphones and lanyards and all that. And he thought I was watching the news or something. Yeah. And I was like, just hold your horses, Fabig. This is about to get awesome. And then the Nintendo conference started mm-hmm. and he started recognizing characters oh. and sat down cross-legged on the floor, just mouth wide open and sat still through that entire conference. And then like, went and found every handheld device I have in the house and asked if I had Smash Brothers on any of them because yeah. he wanted to play a Smash Brothers game. I have a 2DS with Smash Brothers, so oh, I cool. let him play that. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you think? Oh, he's he's in obsessed. That's all he wants to talk about. He cried after his first round because he goes, ah, I wanted to be the winner. <laughs> because he picked Mario and thinks Mario is invincible, but Yoshi won. So now he's like, <laughs> now he's like, I want to play Smash Brothers again, but... I'll be Yoshi this time. <laughs> so he, he watched that whole conference with me and it has like, he's, you know, he's always kind of had an interest in video games and has played, you know, beach buggy racing and other weird little games that I'll give him to play. But seeing that conference, mm-hmm. uh, ignited this, uh, little three-year-old Nintendo fanboy that's now running around my house. Hey, that's awesome. And it's way cool. Yeah. You know, where before he would like steal my switch and go run off and try to play with it. That gives me an idea. What? You need to get smash when it comes out and then we can get online and I can let Owen play and you can let fat big play. Yeah, dude. They can have their online battles on, on smash brothers on mash bros. Yeah. Yeah. Smash brothers is awesome. Malo in 2018. I was watching people play it and I was like, Yep, that's Smash Brothers. I don't need to play it because I've already played it multiple times before. But it's still exciting because it's still still Smash Brothers. And like I was saying with the Amiibo thing, I was like, hey, Shelby, let's go to this overpriced game store. 
that we know we shouldn't go to and see if we can find some amiibos. Oh yeah. Uh, because they they've had them for months, like uh, a shelf full of them for like you know five or ten bucks a piece, right? And uh, I went in there and they had seven left on the shelf. This was like eight hours after I watched the conference. Mm-hmm. I had been there the day before and they had a shelf full of them. And I went back and this was eight hours after that Nintendo conference and they had like seven left and they had bumped the price up to just south of fifty bucks a pop on them. What? Yeah. For what characters? They had four of the golden Mario and those wow. were like 48 bucks a piece. Those are already expensive. Those, those were limited release. When and they out. had a pixelated link mm-hmm. and a pixelated Mario. And I think they were 40 and 50 bucks a yeah. piece respectively. Those are the going rates for those actually. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. not so bad. No, maybe I should go get them then. No, 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 no. You don't think, I don't think any Amiibo is worth that. Much. You don't think those uh, little plastic figurines are worth that? No, dude, I paid too much for the, smorgasbord of amiibo I already have. So now that you now that you have all of these, are you going to bust them out and use them on the new no, Smash Brothers? No, 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 they're going to stay in their packages forever. Can you use the code for them? No. I, I don't, so know, they put I don't a little, understand how to program them. They put a little uh or they put a little blocker on the bottom of the box to keep you from using it while it's in the box, which is garbage. Well, that keeps people from going to the store and just jacking amiibo codes because you can only use them once, right? Uh, yeah, I can see that, but this this came out before the uh switch did so maybe they were thinking oh well 3ds had had right. amiibo capabilities too. like if you if you've registered an amiibo on one of your systems yeah can i take your code and register it again on my yeah. system yeah oh, you can they're reusable oh that's cool yeah it i think it only depends on your game and your save file it's it's just so they can sell them right because what's the i mean unless you actually want to collect them if you can go see the code through the bottom of the box what's the point in buying them yeah you know um well, hey, uh, I wanted to quickly before we before we cut out here, I wanted to kind of prep people for E3 Beginner's Guide. Thank you. I was wondering where you were going with that. I'm like, what is he doing? That was, <laughs> I don't know. I was making it up as I was going. I've got no explanation for what just came out of me. Uh, well, hey, it goes a lot right along with uh, what we're going to do here. Um, I wish my voice had an echo on it there. That would have helped it so much. Oh, maybe I can throw that in. I don't know. We'll Who see. Knows? So uh, I had some questions before I went to E3 for the first time, and I felt like it would be a good idea to to prep people, let them know what to expect. Yeah. So uh, starting off, one question, one big question that I had before I left is, what can I bring? What should I bring to E3 with me? Um, and the answer to that is, is nothing. Don't bring a bag. Don't bring anything that can encumber yourself. Will they let you in with that stuff though? That's the other thing. If you are press, yes, you can bring bags, backpacks and stuff or your camera gear. But if you're not press, you're limited to small bags. I think the size was like 12 by 15, really small bags. Like if you could like carry a fanny pack though. You can carry a fanny pack. Yeah, yeah. If you want to sport a fanny Hell pack, yeah, go ahead. Dude. But a lot of the stuff is bigger than that. So my main my main thing is just don't bring anything at all because there are booths there that hand out bags, really big bags. Like I got our giant Final Fantasy Eleven bag and a giant Persona dancing all night bag. Um, so yeah, there's, there's no shortage of uh, bags to get to put your stuff in. Right. <clears throat> Besides that, 
while there was a lot of swag, there wasn't a whole lot of swag, I guess. And I think I've heard in previous years there was just a ton. But I've, now that they've opened it up to the public, they've kind of reduced that amount. I did get a ton of T-shirts um, and a bunch of pins, little, uh, you know, flair for your. Yeah, your, cool. Your, uh, Love that stuff. Uh, yeah, I do, too. Uh, and this awesome Sonic Racing air yeah, freshener that, that's going to go in my new car. <laughs> which is so weird. I was like, oh, okay. My, uh, Ryan would love that. Um, yeah, so I did get, I, th- I think I came out of there with like six shirts, t-shirts, which was really oh, cool. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I'm a sucker for t-shirts, man. Yeah. Do they, do they let you choose your size in those yeah. situations? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, <clears throat> well, wash a couple of them so they shrink up and you can't wear them anymore. <laughs> uh so first tip, don't bring a bag. Second tip. Second thing I was wondering is, is, uh, are there things to eat when you're there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Things are overpriced. So be prepared to pay $7 for a drink. Oof. A damn good drink behind you. I, we were waiting out li- outside in the line and they had pineapple juice, watermelon juice, and lemonade. I love watermelon. So I went and got a watermelon juice. It was amazing. Was it just watermelon juice? It was watermelon just watermelon. It, it tasted like straight watermelon. Like there was no concentrate, huh. you know, stuff. It was, it was actual watermelon water. Like a juiced watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, that sounds it was, delicious. It was amazing to the point where I got, I think I got one every day that I was there. That's how yeah. much I loved it. Um, and it made me want to come home and figure out how to make it on my own. You just juice a watermelon. <laughs> I, I did. Assume. Yesterday I got a watermelon and cut it up, put it in a blender it was damn good, but it wasn't as good as the one I well, got at the show. It was all pulpy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to use a juicer. That's what it is? Yeah. Okay, it, I wondered how juicer. they made it because... Because that extracts all of the, uh, like, solid mass from it. it. Yeah, actually, that's all what, the pulp. what I would have preferred. Because yeah. the way they made theirs, there was a little bit of pulp, but not not a lot. Um, Not like mine. Mine was like drinking like a watermelon smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> which was still good. You know what else? Last summer... I made uh, watermelon ice cubes. Yeah. Like blended up watermelon until it was, you know, one consistency and then froze it and put it in a drink with uh, pear vodka and Sprite. How was that? That Sounds really good. That was summertime, man. (laughs) That's what it was. Uh, They also have food booths. I didn't get any food while I was there. I didn't want to eat while I was there. Uh, They had beer, beer stands. They had, uh, oh man. I like beer. What was the what was the beer that we tried that that gluten free one from uh, old the old bastard beer? What was that brewery name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, Anthem. No, not Anthem. That's an Oklahoma brewery. Are you talking about uh, the Stone Ripper IPA? S- Stone. Stone Delicious. Stone Brewing. Stone Stone Delicious IPA. Yeah, they were there. Stone Ripper is their other beer. But um, and I didn't get a beer, but I totally could have and would have. But yeah. I, I didn't feel like walking around with a buzz. It's too many people. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's food there, so you don't have to worry about that. I do recommend, though, if you don't plan on eating, if you think you're going to get hungry, bring a snack. In uh, your fanny pack. In your fanny pack or put it in your pocket. I brought, I brought, uh, you know, nut bars. Hell yeah, you did. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so uh, <coughs> once you're in the convention hall, are you in for the day? Like you it. can leave, but if you have a bag of goods, you can't get back in. So just, yeah, make sure that like you, you have can to get go back, back to your car or something. Yeah. And put it in there. 
<clears throat> but yeah, you can you can come back in. That's interesting that they won't let you back in if you still have your bag of stuff. Yeah, it even says on the door if you leave with your bag you got here, you cannot bring it back in. Huh. They're just it's just safety measures. You know? Sure. Yeah, it's. I guess uh, it makes sense. I, I'm okay with it because my safety sense. is important. Okay, so another tip that I recommend is is scope the floor out on the first day if you can. Pick which lines you want to get in the next day. Because whatever line you choose is probably going to be the only major game, especially if it's a major game. It's going to be the only one that you're going to see because there's just they're going to cap every line. Every right. line. I didn't get to play Assassin's Creed. I didn't get to play Kingdom Hearts. I didn't get to play uh, uh, Rage Two. Like all the big oh. hitters, heavy hitters that were there, I didn't get to play because of the line caps. I didn't. Uh, I almost I, didn't get to play Spider Man. Uh, I I happened to be walking by. As soon as she opened the gate to let more people in, she let maybe 50 people in. And had I not been there at that point in time, the line, as soon as it opens, it closes just as fast. That's how many people were there and we'll get in there. I just got lucky. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I recommend having a plan of action. And then if you want to play something, you're going to have to hang out in that right. area for a long time. So you're going to wait even longer. Uh, be prepared to wait, bring, bring, um, Bring video game systems if you had them. I have. I saw a lot of people there with their Switch, and they would do the two-player mode, and each person would have their own little Joy-Con playing like Street Fighter and shit. It was cool. Like just while they're hanging out in while line. While they're hanging out in line. See, I, that's that's good. I'm surprised you didn't do something like that. So I didn't, and I wish I would have. I didn't even bring my Switch with me, to be honest with you. I didn't think I'd have time. Right. Um, I spent most of my time waiting, playing on my phone, or talking to the people around me, or talking to the friends of mine that were there with me. Um, which was cool. I got to hang out with them because honestly, I didn't, I didn't know either one of them very well, and I got to know them yeah. quite well while we were there. So it was in nice. all of in all of my jealousy that Adrian went and did this, he's expressed to me multiple times, you you have honestly that <laughs> I would probably not actually enjoy the event. I I think that E three, <coughs> I'm not the sitting still type. E three, while it's a fun event, and I think if you've always wanted to experience it, absolutely go check it out. Right, but it's not for everybody. I can't stress enough the amount of time that you spend waiting to do things. It's 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 crazy. Like I knew that I was going to be waiting in lines to when I got there. I didn't know the extent of the weights of those lines, right, and how it would be. And it was really kind of a turnoff for me. And I I wish, I wish it wasn't that way. And I feel like there's ways maybe that they could improve this but i it was a disappointing yeah i still I'm, I'm i'm very happy that i went and i'm very happy that i got to play resident evil and all these other games before they come out um i have a lot to talk to talk about about with them it was an experience i got a lot of cool swag you looking forward to 2020 i'm i would totally do it again i would totally do it again all right but that being said if you are not a diehard video game person who has always wanted to go to the E3, I'd say just, just skip it. There's other events that you can go to, you know, yeah. and you'd have just as much fun. Because if you're not waiting in line to do something, there's really not much else you can do other than walk around and take in the sights. The booths are really cool. I think I might be more geared for something like Comic-Con. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know anything about Comic-Con. Maybe the lines are just as bad. It's mostly comic books and action figures. Yeah. And I think I tend to be a bit more enthusiastic about those than video games. Oh, and if you're going there to purchase things, it would make sense there at, at, yeah. at like Comic-Con. Can you can you purchase things? You can, at They do have booths where you can purchase stuff. The big hot item were those mystery boxes. 
Right. So they had booths set up where you could go buy a mystery box full of junk, more or less. So um, that was really the only thing for sale. Everything else was go watch the game video of the gameplay and get get swag and and that's it. Everything was go wait in line to get something or see something else. There was really not much else to do. So, oh, oh, another huge tip. Well, at least you got to play VR Tetris, though. At least I got to do that. One more huge tip. Uh, <clears throat> just a huge tip? <laughs> <laughs> just just a huge tip. Uh, make sure you know where everything is going to be before you get there. There were a lot of things on the show floor at, at the convention center. Xbox was not there. Xbox has their own theater right next to the LA Convention Center. That's where they house their stuff. And their stuff is what's called like a fan fest. And you have to go wait in line. There's certain ways that you can get into it. I never was able to figure out how to get into it. Uh, but we missed out on everything Xbox because we didn't know about this until right. the last day. Not that Xbox had a, an extreme amount of things to show off, but we did miss out on that. EA was in an entirely different place altogether. In, in Hollywood, I think, is where EA was. That's weird. It was weird. It was very weird. So a lot of the... But then who cares about EA? <laughs> well, I was seeing people walk around with EA bags. I was like, where the hell did you get EA? I haven't even seen EA. I saw Ubisoft, you know, Bethesda, yeah. Nintendo, Sega, all the big big ones. But the two of the biggest ones were, were nowhere to be seen. Now, I did not consult with you. This is my final of the night. What's that? Before I tweeted that Nintendo won. Mm. I did not consult if you agreed or disagreed with that, <laughs> but I went ahead and tweeted it. I, I saw that and you know, I Nintendo had a strong showing, but I think PlayStation had had an advantage in my opinion. They had more of the games that I'm looking for. Yeah. Death Stranding, Spider-Man, uh, Last of Us 2. Truthfully, I agree completely. Yeah. I was swept up in the moment of Fat Big's wonder at that moment. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and it was that like, makes sense. I tweeted it when he was like running around the house gathering up all anything, anything yeah. Nintendo. Like he he dumped out all of his toys and found all of the Nintendo toys I've ever had that That's he awesome. now has and got out uh, my old Game Boy and my old Advance yeah. and my 2DS and my Switch and an N64 controller and anything that had a Nintendo character or a Nintendo logo. He went through the house hoarding into the living That's room. Funny. And so I was just like, fucking Nintendo won. <laughs> well, you know what? In that certain situation, Nintendo, yes, Nintendo won. Yes. Fight me. <laughs> Where can they find us, Adrian? Jabgcast.com. J-A-B-G-C-A-S-T.com. I'm too sexy for this show. <laughs> I'm too sexy for E3. Late. Peace.